Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, how to turn down a job candidate. Part one, here we go. At the end of uh, the interviewing process, for those who you are not going to hire, there's kind of one last and surprisingly difficult step for some managers to tell people that you won't be offering them. It's one of my least favorite parts of the interviewing process, perhaps second only to interviewing candidates who are not qualified for the job (laughs) or who are not good at interviewing. Well, it's, it's particularly hard because you're trying to get as many candidates as possible. And if you're doing many of the things that we suggest in terms of phone interviews and screening people down, by the time you you bring people into interview, hopefully you've you've got a list of people that are really really good, and unfortunately you only have one position, and you know those are the ones that are difficult for me, which is you have a, just a great a great candidate, and I just happen to have another candidate that just seems is just a little bit better, and you still have to say no. It just it's awful. Yeah, it's not fun. And, and managers, uh, because it's harder than it kind of seems at first, uh, some managers, a lot of managers do it, frankly, pretty pretty poorly. And there's, there's a right way to do it. And um, we're going to talk about that today. I think probably the biggest sin is the delay in doing it. It's just putting it off and putting it off. I mean, I'll be, I'll be candid. I know I have delayed notifying candidates because it's uncomfortable, you know, at this point. You may have established somewhat of a relationship with a person and it feels awkward. And because we don't do it a whole lot, most of us as managers, right, we're just not good at it. So, yeah, there's all kinds of things. But I, I think that the biggest mistake, and, and we're going to address this in the cast, right, Mike, is just putting it off. Yeah, um, exactly. Is the biggest part. So, so we're going to walk you through uh, how to do it right and five things that we're going to cover. Number one, one the, the one I just referred to, you're obligated to notify the candidate of your no decision expeditiously, quickly, sooner rather than later. Right. Well, and, and folks, I guess you're making an assumption in, the, in that point is that people understand that they have to actually tell the person no. Like not hearing back is not the same thing as a no. Yes. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, that that happens quite a bit too. Which it does. We don't We don't tell the person no. They just are left holding the bag, hanging for a long time. So yeah, we have to tell them no, and we have to tell tell them quickly. Great. Point two we're going to talk about, you can wait for an acceptance before notifying a declined candidate. Point three, you can rule out candidates before you make a hire. Four, be simple and direct when you inform them. Don't beat around the bush. And five, you can offer feedback, but you don't have to. So number one, we've, we've already kind of talked about this. You are obligated to let the candidate know and to do it quickly. So many of us, when it comes to the choices we make as, manager, as managers, we really ought to ask ourselves, how would we want to be treated if we were on the receiving end of this process? That goes to the heart of so much of what we teach folks uh, here at Manager Tools and, and uh, the guidance that we offer is just putting yourself in the, that other person's shoes, right? Right. And you ask that question, 99.9% of the time, you'll come up with a great answer. And then the question will be, oh, well, that's hard. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, choose the harder right over the easier wrong. Right? That's right. As Mark often says, don't wish for it to be easy. Wish for the strength to do it, right? There you go. I mean, if Wendy was doing this, Cash, she would tell you, we get so many emails from people who say, hey, I've gone through the interview process. I'm following up. I'm not hearing anything. It's been weeks. I'm, they're not telling me anything. Does that mean it's a no? Everybody says the same thing. 
if you're not going to offer me the job, please, I just want to know about it. And I'd rather know sooner rather than later. I mean, that's, that's what people tell us over and over again. And there's so much frustration from candidates around this. You know, why are they not telling me if it's a no, I, it's okay. I just want to hear, right. um, you know, candidates will say, Hey, if there's a chance that I'm going to be considered, then I want to stay in the running. But if you're not going to make me an offer, if I'm out of the running, then just tell me that quickly. I mean, you just think about the other candidate. If they're looking for jobs, it's possible they're interviewing with other folks other than you. And they're probably not going to tell you about it, right? Right. So if they really want to come work for you and your answer is a no, well, do them the courtesy of letting them off the hook so they can entertain other offers they may have. They may have one, another, another firm that they're putting off waiting for an answer from you. And I tell you what, that would be an unfortunate situation where you knew for two weeks that they were a no, that you were not going to make them an offer. They were talking to another firm. They put off or even didn't accept an offer from another firm hoping for you. And then they find out later that you knew two weeks ago. Now they they don't have the job with you and they don't have the job with their second choice firm, which was probably acceptable. That's awful. That's not fair. Yeah, not that is not right. Not right at all. And they need the they need to have the the time and the bandwidth and some of that psychic energy to focus on those other opportunities, right? If they're interviewing with other companies and they're doing follow-up, them following up with you, that's just time and energy that they're not putting into other opportunities where they're still in the running. So it's just not fair to do that to people. So the standard is simple. When we know that we're not going to make an offer to a candidate, we are obligated to communicate that to them quickly, as quickly as is reasonable. And seriously, we can't think of any situation that would justify a manager not making that phone call the day the decision is made. That's right. That's our standard for as quickly as possible. There you go. Yeah. Right. Like immediately. Immediately. And I think we're going to address this on our second point. Let's be clear that the fact that they are not going to be your number one choice is not the same as you will not make them an offer. If you have two candidates, for example, candidate A and candidate B, and you decide to offer candidate A, simply because you're going to offer candidate A doesn't mean you have to turn down candidate B yet because candidate A could say no, right? Right. And if you had decided that if candidate A said no, you were going to offer to candidate B, then you can wait. Now, if candidate A says no, you are not going to offer candidate B, then you should have already told the candidate B that you are not going to offer, right? Right. It's, again, it goes back to the first the first thing we said, which is as soon as you've made a decision that you're not going to make somebody an offer, then you notify them. But if you haven't decided to not make them an offer because their offer is contingent on another candidate, then you don't have to tell them you're not going to make them an offer because you haven't indeed decided to not give them an offer. You haven't ruled that candidate B yet. It's contingent on what, what candidate A says. Right. Once candidate A does accept, then your very next phone call has to be to candidate B to let them know that they're not getting an offer. But until then... If candidate B is still in the running, is still in the game, then you can wait. Yeah. And folks, (laughs) we try to be ethical and professional managers. It doesn't mean being stupid, right? So don't do this to yourself. It's perfectly appropriate and professional to wait until you've heard back from candidate A before communicating with candidate B. Great. 
Okay. And I think we're going to have some future some future guidance, Mike, around how to handle two van, uh, two viable candidates. So yes. Stay tuned for that. Okay, great. So point three is you can rule candidates out before you make a hire. So that example aside that we just talked about, of course, we don't have to wait until we get an acceptance to decline a candidate. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's the flip side of that coin with the last conversation. Absolutely. Because remember, our purpose in interviewing is not to pick the best candidate. That's so important, Mike. I really want to say it again because I hear so many managers and when I was a VP and I was managing directors, I would hear so many of them say, well, you know, this person is the best candidate. Wait a minute. We don't want to accept the best candidate. What were you suggesting? We, we accept the worst candidate? I don't, it's, that's, you're, you're, you're confusing me. Go yeah. slow. Talk to me like I'm a golden retriever or, <laughs> or like a small a golden... child. <laughs> We don't interview to pick the best candidate. We interview to determine whether any of the candidates meet our standards for the job. Okay. Okay. So they have to be above the line, so to speak. So it's possible you'd interview a bunch of people and hire nobody. Right. And we don't just take the best person, right? The, the best of the worst. No. We offer the person who best meets our requirements for the role that we're interviewing for or hiring for. So only if we have more than one candidate above the line, do we then choose who we're going to offer to. That's so right. said another way, if a candidate doesn't get above the line, and please remember the purpose of the interview is to rule someone out. It is not to help us hire. Then we turn them down. As soon as we know. Yeah. As soon as they're not above the line, we rule them out and, and we've ruled them out. And so therefore we tell them. We don't wait until the process is done to tell a candidate they've been ruled out. The moment we know that we're not going to pursue them, we tell them so. So a lot of organizations, I think, probably have multiple steps in the interviewing process. There might be an initial phone interview followed by an in-person interview or multiple in-person interviews. And I can tell you, I had many experiences where I did that initial phone interview. And as soon as that phone interview was done and I knew this person did not meet my standards, based on what I wanted to hear from that initial interview, then I called them and told them. Although this, the hiring process was still going on and I was still interviewing other people, I knew that that person was not going to be a candidate. They were not going to be in the running. Right. And so you don't wait for another. And, and sometimes that process would take six to eight to 10 weeks. And it had been, if I had waited until that process was done, then that person is sitting there waiting for two months. No. As soon as I knew I'm not bringing this person forward to the next step, they're not um, continuing, they're not above the line, then you let them know. Right. And folks, if, if you're feeling some discomfort with that idea, then you probably need to go back and, and re-listen to what Danny said about why we interview. We interview people to, to rule them out, not to hire them, right? The purpose is not to get the best of the worst or the best of the candidates. It's to get somebody who's going to meet the standards. And if you feel you need to have that out, that you'd possibly offer to somebody who doesn't meet your standards, you need to go back and rethink that. That's, that's, yeah. a, uh, that's a recipe for pain later on. Frankly, having done both, it's a lot more pleasant to tell somebody no to an interview than it is to fire them nine months later. That's right. That's right. I can tell you, Mike, from doing um, the Effective Manager Conference, the majority of questions that I get from managers around non-performing directs or underperforming directs, I would say the vast majority of them, they did not hire those folks. 
Right. And now they're stuck with somebody else's bad hire, yeah. Um, which just really drives forward the home, drives drives the point uh, home that the, the hiring is the most important thing we do as managers. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, so we dread telling the, the person no that we're not going to be offering them. So how do we do it? I mean, does it you know maybe like a thirty minute speech and tell them how great <laughs> Gosh, they no. are and wander <laughs> around, just kind of meander like 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 I am right now, or should we be direct and simple? A meandering journey through the meadow? Yes. No. That's what they want. That's, of course, what they want. Be let down easy. We are going to be direct and simple. So I think after the first um, mistake that most of us make of putting it off, this is probably the the second place where so many of us drop the ball. Right? Is first we just don't let them know. We just leave the candidate in limbo. And guys, to be clear, just because this was done to you doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. Yeah, true. Do not, yeah, do not visit. That's generally not a good standard for effective management practices. No. When I read that in the show notes, Mike, there's there's a little part of me that kind of says, really? We have to say that? But then I think back and I know I've heard many managers say, well, you know, that's that's how I was hired or right. that's what happened to me. Yeah, it's, it's one of the advantages or privileges of being a manager is you get to be lazy and do unprofessional things and get away with it, right? We, yeah. I've earned the right to be unprofessional. Well, no, clearly, clearly not. No, there's, yeah, there's some sense of, well, that must just be how it's done because that's how it was done to me. Yeah, right? that's that's the it's OK to do it that way. I think there's probably some of that. But even if people say that, I think it's just a way of being lazy. Like if you ask them, they know they know it's that's not, not right. the right the right thing. Because I think most of us inherently know that it is not a good thing to visit upon others this mistake that was done to you when you are on the receiving end of it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Or to say it another way. Let me let me just be direct. Don't visit this mistake on others after you hated being on the receiving end of it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And our listeners, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't fit into the category of somebody who thinks this way, clearly. Absolutely. Once you have made the decision, make the phone call and make it quickly. That's right. You've got to make a phone call. Wait a minute. Well, you know, like I've been conversing with this person, you know, fairly regularly on email. I could do that very, very quickly. So why, why not email? No, you cannot decline a candidate by email. And to be clear, if you can't decline by email, then you surely cannot decline by text message or instant message or direct message or a Facebook post or any of those, you know, you don't get to tweet them. You don't get to send them a private message on Twitter. I'm glad you said direct message on Twitter. I was just thinking you might just actually just kind of tweet it to the world or decline them on their Facebook page. That'd be pretty awesome. No, phone call. I'm sure it's been done. Folks, if anybody knows of that having happened, just please send that to me so I can just put it in my my little um, folder of bad things that people do. But I'm sure it's been done. How bad would that be? Oh my God. It reminds me of a recent article that I read, Mike, about dating and about breaking up with somebody by text message. And the article said how to break up with somebody by text message. Like it was teaching people how to break up with their boyfriend or girlfriend over text message, as opposed to do not break up with somebody over text message. That's not, that's just nuts. Yeah. And again, this is a relationship. You, you have a relationship with this candidate and you're going to communicate with them, particularly when you're saying no in a way that shows them respect. And that's, 
over the phone. And not to make this seem self-serving, right? What we're, we, the perspective we've taken so far is if we were them, what would we want? But it is self-serving in, 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 a, in a sense. We may not do it for this reason, but it is self-serving in the sense that when you're turning the person down, that doesn't mean they wouldn't, they wouldn't meet the standards for another position you may have. Right. Or a position in the future. Or a position in the future as they grow and gather more experience. They also have relationships with other people that you may be interested in talking to at some point in the future. And in a lot of industries, it's a very small world. And you don't want to become known as a manager who's unprofessional. And I know people who've developed a reputation and people actively say, like, you know, don't go interview with Jim. He's a a jerk. He's going to jerk you around. And on a larger scale, it also reflects very poorly on the organization. Yeah. People might not say, don't go interview with Jim. He's a jerk. They might say, don't go interview with XYZ company. They're jerks. Yeah. Uh, and so you're really representing your, your organization here. And you don't want to um, be the contributing factor to your organization not having a good reputation in your community. Yeah. Can you give me a couple of examples of how it might sound if I were to call somebody up? Yeah. So here's what it might sound like. Hi, Roberto. I'm calling to let you know we won't be making you an offer. There was a lot that I really liked about our interactions, and we've decided to choose someone else who is a better fit for us. I know this isn't good news, but I also know you would not want me to wait. I wish you well in your search and in the future. Here's another example. Hi, Camille. This is Danny Martin. I'm calling with less than great news, unfortunately. We won't be making you an offer. I'm sorry to say you're just not a fit for us right now, but I do wish you very well in your search and I hope you land in a great place. Yeah. I noticed that you didn't start off with a bunch of chit chat. You kind of got to it pretty quickly. Yeah. Do not start the call by doing a little bit of brief chatter. If you can't make yourself not do so, about as far as you might want to go to say is something like, Roberto, how are you? I'm well, thanks. And unfortunately, I'm calling to let you know etc. Or, Camille, this is Danny Martin. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. I'm calling with less than great news, unfortunately. That's really about the extent of the chatter, or or chit-chat, I should say, not chatter, that we would recommend. This is the moment when the candidate hears it's you, right? They know that it's you calling. They're expecting that you're calling with some news. And so the fact that they're expecting that makes them tend to be a little bit more chatty. And after a couple of moments of back and forth, the air just becomes heavy with portent. I mean, it's just, it's the 800 pound gorilla in the room uh, that they're waiting to hear. And if you're calling to tell them no, and they think that you're dreading it and you're extending the chit chat to avoid saying it, then it's going to come across that you're just not as confident in your decision and that maybe you feel a little guilty about it. Uh, It just makes it very dramatic. It makes the whole conversation dramatic. Uh, And the conversation is already fairly dramatic for the candidate because this is their career and their livelihood. And you don't need to make that drama any worse. So we recommend if you can just avoid avoid the chit chat altogether. Right. When Danny was giving us an example, she didn't sound mean or curt or anything like that. Right. We're not saying don't be friendly. Right. We're just saying be 
direct. You can decline somebody and and have a smile on your voice and a, a laughing's probably not the right, you know, like a, a chuckle, like I often say when giving feedback, chuckle. I'm not suggesting you chuckle. That's not going to come across well, but you can you can be friendly and well-wishing and have a little bit of a concern in your voice, whatever. Warmth. I would describe it as warmth. warmth. That's a great word yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah, warmth. You're not ordering your dinner. <laughs> you're <laughs> right. You're right. De- you're delivering some unpleasant news, so Direct, but with some care, I think, yeah, is, how okay. I was, is how I always try to think of it when I've made those phone calls. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.